in, in essence, I think all the companies are doing the same thing, but they're all doing it slightly different. And I think it's, it's our role and our experience in implementing projects at one customer and then taking that knowledge that you've gathered in order to help other customers to optimize their processes or suggest that they could do things better. Our listeners know that we often talk about the unique challenges of managing analytical data. This includes dealing with instrument diversity, assembling data from multiple analytical techniques, and ensuring important data and insights are accessible now and in the future. But today we're diving a little deeper, getting into managing digital transformation and automation projects. So we're talking about managing analytical data management? I guess you could put it that way. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jesse, and we're your hosts for today's episode of The Analytical Wavelength, a podcast about chemistry and analytical data, brought to you by ACD Labs. For this episode, we're joined by our Senior Director of Solution Delivery, Hans Debye. Hans and his professional services team combine experience in science, informatics, application development, and implementation to help ACD Labs customers assess and implement their digitalization and automation goals. Today, he's giving us an inside look at what goes into a successful analytical data management project. Hello, Hans. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Doing very well, doing very well. Very excited to talk to you today about project management in the the chemical and and pharmaceuticals industry. But to start off, of course, we wanted to ask you, uh, what is your favorite chemical? I've I've been thinking about this question, and um, basically, I have no favorite chemical. I have favorite chemistry. Been doing high pressure chemistry at twelve kilobar at university during my PhD. And we could do reactions there, which were uh, not possible with normal pressure and normal temperature. So you could put your compounds together at at normal pressure and normal temperature, and nothing would happen. And then if you put them under high pressure, it gave a product which was not possible under normal circumstances. 12 kilobar is really high. I I did some high pressure chemistry and it was like a couple hundred bar. 12 kilobar is really high. (laughs) Yeah, that, it was just um, yeah a big machine, and you could use a, a small volume in in your reaction vessel, and it was from Teflon, and you saw that the volume uh, after after your reaction uh, just decreased tremendously. So it, it was was impressive, and that you know that gave me the feeling you know I'm putting things together, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on it, and I'm forcing them to react together. I come from a synthetic background, and so we're used yeah. to, you know, playing around with temperature. And like, you know, Jesse said, kind of um, some of my colleagues would play around with pressure, you know, maybe up to a couple hundred bar. But it sounds like you were doing something like differently entirely. <laughs> yeah, the machine was room filling and, uh, you know, sometimes it went wrong and <laughs> things exploded. And you know, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you're not a stranger to explosions yep. then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this 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 was really neat uh, neat chemistry and uh, you know we we had to do those reactions because if we uh, heated up the temperature then it reacted but it decomposed after that so it mm. was just neat. so it was yeah it was very very interesting chemistry and that's that's why I thought well you know it's it's not my favorite chemical but it's it's certainly my favorite chemistry yeah yeah. 
Well, uh, getting into our topic for today, project management, we kind of hear that term very broadly across industries, but when it comes to handling chemical data and analytical data, what is project management? Yeah, I would make a distinction there is we're we're not running projects at our customers. So we're not helping them to do their work. I think we're supporting them with, you know, the software from ACD Labs in order to deploy that in a a good way for customers, in a good way for, you know, the customer uh, sponsors, the people working with the analytical data and the chemical structures, but also the IT departments and um you know, also also internally in our, inside ACD Labs company. So we try to project management in, in such a way that the software gets installed, it gets configured and customized in such a way that it works in an optimal way for, for our customer base. And I think what we need there is um, not only the customer, um, the, the person collecting the analytical data, the person um, doing the experiments, but also, you know, internally in ACD labs, you know, our sales department, our technical support, people doing the training, people doing the programming, um, and, and also the product managers in, in order to get them all aligned together in order to um, get this project done in, in the best possible and the, the most uh, economical and best best way for customers and ACD labs. So I hope it's clear that I'm not meaning project management in order to, you know, synthesize compounds or project management to do the analytical chemistry. It's it's deploying our products at the customer side. Yes, that, that, that makes sense. I do understand, though, that you do work closely with the uh, scientists at uh, these other organizations and help to you know, translate their workflows into technology and software so that you, you, you understand what it is that they're doing and find ways to then um, you know, interpret that into you know, technology that will help them. Um, how do you uh, do this and how do you set up projects like that for, for success? In, in in essence, I think all the companies are doing the same thing, uh, but they're all doing it slightly different. And I think it's it's our role and our experience in implementing projects at one customer and then, um, you know, also taking that knowledge that you've gathered in order to help other customers to optimize their processes or, um, you know, suggest that they could do things better. So in this way, we, we usually start with, um, you know, talking to the customers and and see what their workflow is and then you know also suggest them that you know if they do things slightly different that their process could be you know faster or better or um, you know with with less human interactions uh, maybe in an automated fashion we are going into the customer and we're also bringing in our knowledge in order to advise them to maybe slightly do things differently in order to um you know, to optimize their processes. Certainly, yeah. But kind of going one level deeper, like not only do these organizations do things differently, like the the reason behind that tends to be that organizations can have many different priorities or competing needs, and that kind of differs from organization to organization. So how do you navigate these kinds of challenges? Well, I think it's it's good to listen to the customer and to see what they're doing and try to understand what what they're trying to achieve. And um, it, it's not that we copy from one organization to the other organization, but I think um, with the experience of seeing 
how customers handle their um, their business and just see what our software can do. I think we can advise them in order to uh, to optimize their processes in, in such a way that the software that we are delivering is supporting that in the best possible way. A lot of projects we're doing is, for instance, automate the things that can be automated. So if they're doing routine tasks and, and we can help them, and I think, for instance, automated structure verification is one way where people do NMRs, but the interpretation could be done in an automatic way. And that doesn't mean that it's always 100% perfect. There will be always be the experts that are checking the data. But what we're trying to do is just to take away uh, as much as possible the routine work from the scientists and from the um, the analyst that does the experiment and help them in order to uh, let them focus on things which are more difficult and take more time. And uh, by by taking away the routine task, they have more time available in order to uh, to look at the difficult cases. So when you are first kind of sitting down with an organization, what does that look like when you're getting to know their workflow? Are you just asking them to kind of take you through things very kind of pragmatically of like, what do you do? Or do you try to ask questions to, I guess, kind of deduce what is actually important to them? Or do you just ask them, you know, what what are the most important things that you want to change or anything like that? Like, what does that actually look like? You know, it, it starts already earlier stage where the sales and, and the application scientist is in contact with the customer and they see that in the space of analytical chemistry and, and in the space where ACD labs can help them, that there could be something that um, helps the customer uh, to optimize the processes or to help them collect data or to, um, you know, not not making data available which should be available for future use so that already happened at the moment that is identified and then usually um, with the application scientists we look at what the workflow is and then in a discussion with the customer and my preference usually is to do that in a sort of workshop phase where i think it's important for me to learn exactly what the customer is doing so we ask questions what are you doing how are you doing that who is involved and who's helping you out what kind of things are you using are you using instrument software are you using other software in order to look at your data is there data you're getting from other systems that you need at the same time as you do the interpretation of your your analytical data but I, th I think the second part, which is important in order to convince ourselves that the customer is aware of what ACD Lab software is, is able to do, because we need to match the capabilities of the ACD Lab software with the needs of the customer. And I think that's in a sort of workshop fashion. My experience is that that works pretty well in order to exchange that information. What I've, for instance, have done is two-day sessions, and at the end of the first day, sit down with the application scientist, make some mockups of screen forms or database records or information that makes it more clear to the customer what the ACD Labs software can offer. And often then the second day, the ideas come up, oh, if I can do this, then this would be easier or this would be better. And I think that that's usually the process we're going through. It differs. You know, sometimes it's just a, a session where customer is telling exactly what is needed 
But I've seen certainly for the larger projects that a sort of kickoff session or a session where we exchange the information is a good way to get level with the customer and get the customer level with our software and, and the possibilities there. Great. Now, one story that I um, you know, heard about was that Luminata, one of our pieces of software, kind of came out of some of this project management work because you know that we are working closely with these teams, and that leads to you know insights into what our customers want, and that can be turned into you know, the, the, these products eventually too. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? Yeah, we were working with a customer and the application scientist, and we looked at the possibilities of SpectrusDB and, you know, how we store chemical reactions, how we store um, analytical data. And at that point of time, we saw that, um, you know, linking the analytical data with the reaction was kind of cool. And I must say that in the beginning, the capabilities were limited. And we worked together with the main developer of Spectrus and with the application scientist. And then we stored the reaction and we stored the analytical data under the reaction. And we made the forms and the views available in order to display that in a way. And then you think, oh, yeah. Next step is impurities. And I think at that that moment of time, we just made a sort of a prototype for showing those reactions and, and analytical data. And the customer was very interested in that. And I think from there, our product development team picked that up. And I think that was the predecessor of what we would call Luminata. It's called Impurity um, Resolution Management, IRM. And I think that was the first let's say, prototype or pilot from our software in order to cover this space, uh, impurity management software. Neat. Yeah, I actually hadn't heard that story. Really interesting. But to take a step back now, again, we kind of mentioned at the beginning that managing projects to some degree is a part of everyone's job in both industry and academia. What, what advice do you have as someone who does project management uh, kind of day in and day out in these spaces, what advice would you give to these scientists who want to get better at managing their projects? Yeah, it depends also what, what kind of project it is. But I, I think it's just forming a team, getting a clear picture of what needs to be done, then putting uh, the steps that you need to follow in a good order. And we're using JIRA in order to support that. And then, you know, have a kickoff meeting an internal kickoff meeting for us where uh, our internal resources are aware of what needs to happen and then an external kickoff meeting where you also with the client trying to get the requirements as clear as possible on paper so agree with the customer what you're going to do um, clearly state what's included in what you're going to deliver but also clearly state you know what's what is not included and make a clear picture of what you're going to deliver and then it's a matter of bringing all the right resources together in order to implement the steps necessary. Furthermore, I think it's important to have regular meetings with the team, with the internal team and with the external team in where you are, what the progress is. If there are delays, communicate that early. If you need resources from the customer side for testing or for you know some additional information, then uh, I think you have to bring them in in an early stage. You have to warn the people, um, involve IT in an early stage. I think that's certainly in important for uh, deployment of software. It usually involves a step 
for IT to be involved and to make the resources available and also resources in people, but also resources in servers and computers and databases and systems that need to be integrated to make that available for a swift handling of projects and and just making them finish in time and in budget. I think there are three major pieces. One is budget, resource, and the effort that is needed in order to finish the project. Good. Okay. So with that, then, um, maybe we can wrap up with asking you if there's anything else about project management on your team's work that you would like to share with our audience. I think we covered quite a lot, but uh, I think that, you know, involving people in a project is key, you know, to make them aware of what's happening, to keep them informed and get them informed. Certainly also for if we look at the customer projects we're doing, one important thing is um, integrations with other systems. Although we uh, think at ACD Labs that our product is center of universe, that's not always the case. And there are other applications which containing useful information like a structural repository or a LIMP system or an electronic lab notebook. And we always have to keep our eyes and ears open in order to work on those integrations and and make that possible. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, work together with our core development team seems to be key in uh, making projects successful. There are hardly any projects where we won't need the core team in order to make this We're always on the edge of the possibilities of our software are, and sometimes we're crossing that edge, and then we need our core team in order to make some functionality available that's not available. So certainly for project managers inside ACD Labs, I think it's good to be on level with our support team, with the application scientists, with the product managers, and also with our core development team. Recently, we've had some new products, and I think also there close corporations like Luminata and Catalyst. That's the newest uh, list of products that we are implementing and project managing. And also there, I think it's key that working together with all the resources that are uh, available inside the organization. Good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for time on all this. That was uh, very interesting giving us a view into what it's like to do some project management work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hans. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks a lot. Wow, it's helpful to have some insight into what goes into helping organizations achieve their analytical data management goals from someone with a lot of experience. Thank you for sharing, Hans. That wraps up today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love you to recommend the show to a colleague or share it on social media. And make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss the next one. See you then. Analytical Wavelength is brought to you by ACD Labs. We create software to help scientists make the most of their analytical data by predicting molecular properties and by organizing and analyzing their experimental results. To learn more, please visit us at www.acdlabs.com.